Welcome back, everybody, to the Energy for Sales podcast. Tim Hooper and David Oliphant, your hosts, where we believe if you ain't having fun, you, you may, may be doing something Tim. wrong. That's right, Tim. You're doing something wrong. Hey, uh, good collaboration already this afternoon. Oh, so what are we going to talk about? It's the closer. It's it's the closer. <laughs> the closer. No, we're going to talk about closing, guys. Closing. Closing the deal. Always be closing. All the stuff you hear. And, you know, closing, as David likes to say, is not an event. It's the culmination of a natural progression. And a progression that you spelled out clearly on the front end. David. We're done. You just said it all. No. no. Let's unpack that a bit. So Tim Tim and I were talking and. A lot of new salespeople um, who don't quite have the experience or the confidence yet, the nervousness around the close, are going to lean on you as a leader or, or a key sales exec, professional sales has had great success, and ask you for help to close. And to Tim's point, what we talked about earlier, I have always believed close, closing is not an event. It is the logical progression of all the steps moving correctly to finalization. If you have laid out every step in the process and what, and that once you get to the end, closing is very logical, and then what does implementation look like? If you cover all of that at the beginning, your buyer is has confidence throughout that, that they know. So there's not this pressure, oh my God, he's gonna ask me for the order, press hard, three, press hard, you're making three copies. It is not an event. You know, we talked a little bit about sports. The analogy I give is this sales is not baseball. It's not the ninth inning where I'm going to bring in the closer. I'm going to go to the bullpen. He's going to going to run out. The fans are going to cheer. He's got the 99 mile an hour fastball. Um, he's just going to blow by people because the batters haven't seen him before. If you're pulling something at the end of a close that the buyer hasn't seen before, it's not you're not in a good position. So that's what we talked about. I know we've probably covered this in the past. It just is a good lesson. It became topical this week. Uh, Tim has some some new leaders and and um, some new superstars, and you know everyone gets a little nervous at those first few closes until they get the confidence that really they um, if they've said it properly, there's no stress. It's it, it's a comfortable, logical um, celebration. Sure. You know it's interesting. So in in real estate, right? You've got a you've got a purchase and a refinance. You know, a couple couple different types of transactions, if you will. And some are less complicated, some are more complicated. Purchase being more complicated than a refinance oftentimes. And there's going to be different levels of a, you know, take this to a sales, right, um, analogy. There's going to be different levels of a sale. Um, so having a clearly defined buying process, knowing who the decision makers are, we've talked about all those, the complexities of the sale, but backing up, um, listen to the podcast what, that we did talk about contingency coaching instead of, hey, this is going to close. Hey, this is we got a new deal in the door. OK, that's great. Um, what what how, how would we lose that deal? Oh, man, you know, I guess we have to mess this up or do this or not bring this person in. OK, now let's go do those things. Let's not miss this. Right. So it's it's identifying the gaps, making sure, number one, you have a clearly defined buying process. Um, so do you have one? And then 
How's the go ahead, David? You're gonna you're no go ahead. I'm I'm gonna add on. I'm gonna add a caveat here in a moment. Yeah. Okay. And then buyer confidence. Have you set those expectations? So have you communicated the process? Because like David says, the buyer's confidence. And then I think that kind of loop in to Swana's um, uh, podcast we did is if you have that process and you've com communicated it and they, you know you have the buyer's confidence, then being able to get that feedback along the way, like along the way for, are they delighted? Are they having a good time? If you're in sales and you've handed them off into an internal team, don't just check back in with them 45 days later, like two weeks down the road. Hey, how, how are things progressing? Are you happy? Did you did you and Jane get get to meet, hang out? Did how how is the team treating you? Like get those gut checks along the way, or get gut checks, gut feelings along the way of taking that temperature of their delight. So buying process, buy buyer confidence, and engage for buyer delight. So David, throw the caveat in. So the caveat is if you feel you're going to need help in closing and you're going to need the closer. I'm a huge proponent of pushing your intellectual property early in the sales process. Hmm. So I think it's going to be important that my CEO is involved or my president or my VP is going to be involved to match up with the same persona, the same title on their side. I'm going to bring them in early so that they've met the parties early. And if you need a little bit of help later, that person, that CEO can come back in and reach out to the other CEO. Tim, uh, we, we met a while ago. I know that Dave is doing a great job with your team. It looks like it's logically going to close in six weeks. What are you hearing on your side? So if I'm, if I'm going to need a little bit of nudge or help or temperature check, I'm going to bring it in early. So it, it's not, again, it, the close is going to take a natural progression. And maybe that's a place in your sales process that you're always going to have your executive sponsor reach out to their executive sponsor at this point to ensure everyone's on the right track. Hmm. So the caveat is if I'm going to need a little bit of help and I do view that your C-level executives and your leaders are intellectual property you can leverage, you got to bring it in early. You don't bring it in late. Hey, I've never met you. It looks like we're going to close. Thank you very much. It looks very ingracious. I mean... I mean, at the beginning, I'm going to let my team go do the work and they're going to let their team go do the work. And logically, it's going to end up it hopefully also, in close. It also is less desperate, right? And it's, you know, we talk about the the, the analogy of the Rams and uh, the, the uh, uh, Chargers. And, you know, I, I love what the commentator said Sunday night. He said, um, if this game was a movie, I would have already left the theater because the script is so unrealistic. And truly, they kept converting on fourth down. I mean, if you're a Chargers fan, I mean, you got your hopes up and your heart was racing the entire lap, you know, the entire fourth quarter and, and overtime. <laughs> but they ended up losing because, again, you can't just keep depending on closing on fourth down. And what David's saying here goes back to, I think, instead of the mindset of bringing in the closer, flip that to playing to your team's strengths. So if you're, like David said, early on and you don't feel like personality-wise you match or expertise-wise you match, if they need a, if they're bringing in legal counsel and you're not an attorney, 
go to your team and bring in, introduce or pull in or go to your legal team and say, hey, would you be willing to sit in on this Zoom? Would you be willing to sit on this meeting? I think your expertise would be valued and appreciated. And also you could feel some of the questions that I might not be well versed on. And you don't have to have a big ego to say, I got to do all it. No, play to this team's strength. Because the, the true team, I think, is, is not bringing the closer, but closing as a team. And if you can think through that closing as a team, um, now, you, now you're really starting to leverage earlier on the entire team strength. And I'll tell you, the other comp competitor across town who's going to bring in that closer, you're going to win out in the long run because you're, you're bringing in the team. Um, and uh, so anyway, we've done a whole other podcast on team selling and probably need to do it. Yeah, well, we, we did that really successfully in the past. Um, we were dealing uh, with engineers as, as decision makers. And we were sure not afraid early on to bring in our technical people, our design people, to ensure that to, to show show our future buyer um, that it was a team effort, and that we were bringing to them the value of of the intellectual property of the organization, which at that point was the ability to talk at a technical level, at an engineering level, which Tim, you and I, fortunately, were not able to do that now we learn stuff along the way yeah but um it you know at times it, it kept us out of having to do sales speak but you know and, and sports shows us too many analogies of saving at the end you know the the hail mary the immaculate reception all this stuff and that, that's great and and you can win you can you can win an opportunity that way for sure you're not going to grow a sustainable business that way you're not going to grow a sustainable company on on um Hail Marys. last second um half court buzzer shots in basketball you're just not i mean enjoy it for the win but you're not gonna build a season on that hey hey it's great it's great when you pull one out of your hat and go to get, get to go to the playoffs and that's that's great that's fine everyone celebrates you may be the mvp for that season um but it's got to be it's got to be scalable it's but in business and so if you can't repeat that then uh, chances are not scalable so repeatable success is uh, play to your team strengths and i love it so talk about your buying process dust it off do you have one number one is it clear and then are you communicating that clearly to the buyer so that they're confident and then do you have a gauging mechanism or are you checking in with them along the way to gauge their delight and i think those three prongs right there can really unpack closing and say hey closing starts on day one when i engage um and am i communicating effectively and efficiently and uh, the buying process so and there's another there's another podcast we did recently about connecting really measuring the disconnect along the way that that sort of goes hand in hand but yeah. if you're waiting there for the closer to come in um you, you could be waiting a long time yeah yeah um start playing to your team strength start pulling the team in and and the other thing as a sales manager as we wrap up is um you know if your team's banking on you to be the closer um do some pre-call, pre-call with them and, and let them be the closer, you know, bite your tongue. Um, let them go in there and let them know it's okay to mess it up. Don't, don't play. I mean, unless you're negotiating a, a, a hostage deal, the stakes are not that high. Like get, get your, get your ego out of it. You know, maybe it's a big deal. I get it, but you know what? There's another big deal. So again, if you're banking on one big play, one big deal, then your pipeline's not full. You're not doing the effort and the work. So 
just take the, there's not that high of stakes. If you're, if you're selling a commodity or selling a service, there's not that high of stakes. Um, it, it, you just can't tell me there is, unless you're doing, like I said, hostage negotiations or, or, or you're a physician doing heart surgery. The stakes are not really that high. So back, back up to Pont and say, let me let my salesperson stumble, bump their toe a little bit, not close the deal in order for them to learn how to be a confident communicator and not always rely on you as a sales manager coming in to save the day to be the closer. And I'll tell you personally, Yes, it feels good to be the superhero. It feels good for them to look at you like that. But it's not, again, it's not scalable because you're the bottleneck. You become the greatest bottleneck on your team as a leader. So step out of that role, hand the Superman cape off to the team member. Yeah, she might be young. Yeah, he might be young. But you know what? There's no better time to learn. And you might you may be surprised how they close something and you you sit back and say, wow, I just learned something. So, you know, the stakes aren't really that high. Closing's up. It's all, it's all along. David, you sharp me every time, brother. It's not an event. It's a logical culmination of multiple steps. Go close something, people. If you're not having fun in sales, you may be doing something wrong. <laughs> That's right. The stakes aren't that high. Have some fun. <laughs> Love you, brother. Bye. See you guys.